Whoever's up there, I'm warning you to leave now. It's your last chance. You again. Well, I should have figured. I guess this is going to be a thing now, huh? Well, I guess I won't be needing this. Or this. Or these. This, 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 this. This, 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 or this. the universe itself, but I think I'll play it safe. Okay, here you go. Bon appetit. I was saying. What brings you here?
Is everything all right? You seem kind of kind of down a little bit. Something bother you? Well, you think about it. Um, I was just. Um, video. Yeah, that's it. Um, I'm going to make a uh, peanut butter and banana sandwich. You uh, want one? No? Okay. Oh, Alright, give me a second. Tonight is a uh, Peter Pan kind of night. You know, it's it's cold. There's a crescent moon out. The, the night sky is full of a million stars. Strange stillness in the air. Yeah, I think it's a skippy night. I mean, Peter Pan. Skippy. Peter Pan, peanut butter, peanut And I got some more of that bimbo bread. something on your mind, I'm going to get a butter knife. I mean, it looks like, you know, you got something on your mind. you, but I'm pretty good at reading people, you know, not that I like to, it's my brain, you know, do you ever, do you ever think about that, what is the I, you know, who are we, really, you know, Freud, and Jung, Carl Jung, to a degree, about the id, the ego, super ego, all that. And scientists say, well, I'm assuming it's a fact, 
twist out of here. Oh, there we go. There are like 14, I don't know, billion neurons or synapses all interconnected and within seconds they take the information in, you know, through our senses. They process memory, thought. I mean, you have a catalog up here. It's like a supercomputer, organic. Supercomputer. So, it makes me think, you know, you think all throughout your life that this you, I, like as if this, if this one thing, like, you know, this is who I am, you know, that, you know, but there's all these microscopic synapses and neurons and so who's is there one captain of the ship or are we just a passenger are all these millions of neurons are they the captains of the ship you know it makes you want it makes you think like are we really in control of everything we say and do or is it the multitude of electrochemical impulses firing off like that and we we think we're in control right yeah so anyway so things I think about so what brings you here you can tell Uncle Rifty Uncle E, Brother E, Paul, whatever you want to call me. Just don't call me late for breakfast or dinner or lunch. You've been feeling kind of... kind of on yourself lately. Come down a little bit. I can take it. I can relate. a little depressed. Yeah. I've been there. Is that something else? What is it? Look, you can tell me. The wife and kid, they're not, they're not listening. He's, he's asleep and she's all doing whatever, so it's cool. Just me and you. What is it? You've been having some suicidal thoughts. Yeah. Been there too. I knew someone was bothering you. You know, you know it's good to talk. You need to, to talk to somebody. You can't. You know, I, I tell uh, our son, I tell him that all the time. And he's... You know, when they say the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, let me tell you, it doesn't. You know, this whole journey of mine, very surreal. I never expected to be a father. I never expected to make it this far in life. You know, mid-40s, slowly creeping up to 50, you know. Got more gray hairs and a 
Silverback. But when you have, your whole life changes when you have a kid. And when they say that the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, it's the truth. Our son is just like me when it comes to, you know, you know creativity, but also thinking. I just asked him the other day, uh, do you find yourself thinking a lot? And he said, yeah. Well, he nodded. And I try to get deep, but, you know, he's under, he's slowly creeping towards 10 years old. And, you know, he doesn't like to have those deep conversations. He just kind of shuts me down. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's all good. Um, but, you know, he's, he's young. You know, he doesn't want to, you know, talk like that. And the last thing I want to do is force him to grow up or have serious conversations that you don't want to have. I know the boundaries, you know. But once in a while, I'll try to sneak in something like that. And, you know, my whole point is, we are our parents, and our parents are our parents, and all that. I know it's all passed down. It's not just physical genetics. And this is nothing new. I mean, this is just stuff that I've gathered. Whatever. No, it's, it's mental. Our um, psychological traits are passed down, without a doubt. So, the way you feel, the way you think, and all that, your parents are the same. You know, you shouldn't open up and have that discussion with them, or if you are the parent yourself, you know, um, have that, try to have that discussion, but not when they're too young, you don't want to kind of get too serious on them. <laughs> you know, you want them to be a kid, you don't want to expose them to all those adult kind of thoughts and stuff, you know. There are some things that you just don't talk about, you know. Um, but, uh, I know all about, let me grab a banana here. I know all about depression, suicidal thoughts. And I'm not, you know, showing up here so you're stuck with having to listen to me. I mean, you can walk away anytime. That's cool. I'm still going to eat my PB and banana sandwich. But, uh, well, if you're here and going to hang out, well, unfortunately, you're going to have to put up with me a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you can ask me. Yeah. Some tingles? You like, if I could... cool. You're, you're not putting me out. And that's what everybody wants me for is the tingles, you know. I'm just trying to, you know, I'm just trying to be creative. Do some, thought I'll do some experimental stuff. And, you know. No, it's okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. Feeling overcome right now. Okay. 
these over there from the other night, from the last video I did, where I wasn't speaking and everybody thought I was like tired and all this. Well, I mean, it was 10 o'clock at night, but I wasn't exhausted. If I was, I wouldn't do a video. I just, this is my resting face. And I'm sorry. Well, I'm not really, but I'm sorry if that comes across like uh, I'm sad or something. I'm not. <laughs> so I know we like to judge. We are judgmental creatures. That's what we do. It's part of our being a human being. We, we judge our surroundings all the time. We try to make that's what That's just what we do. It's inherent. It's very difficult to overcome. But, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get my backpack and we'll, we'll share some tinkles together. Is that cool? Alright. Especially since you're not feeling like yourself, so. Just, uh, slice it in half. And then, uh, slice it in half again. Just make my little sin. sides of the bread so it kind of sticks and all that so it's not just all banana on one side and all peanut butter on the other when you bite into it it's like the perfect bite milk problem admitting that I am a walking contradiction uh, juxtaposed against itself. I don't know what that means, but I like the sound of it. I don't think we should be drinking milk because we're not calves. I mean, really, the milk that comes from a cow's teats is for calves, you know? this again, but I'm just going to say we're all born into this system, you know, and it's very difficult to change habits and, and, uh, anyway, I, I've learned to accept and not care and not give a shit about a lot of things, because I'm going to be dead soon, so, what is it, you know, whatever, that's just, we all justify we all justify things. We do. You know, you justify your lifestyle, I justify mine. Well, I don't really justify it too much anymore. Anyway, want some milk tingle, milk bottle cap? my water.
think there are other ways that we can get our calcium besides from a cow. I think one of the big problems is that in here in the United States, to raise a family, almost it takes two people to work. And a mother, when she raises a child, unless they can afford, she can afford to stay home, most mothers will only stay home for like um, six weeks and, you know, and nurse their child. And I think mothers are, should be nursing their children for a long time. I don't know, it's the whole first year, first two years. And I think that is very important. That is the, you know, mother's milk is the Building blocks, or, or uh, you know, I don't know how to say. It. I'm trying to say like very important. And I think uh, I don't know. Anyway, enough about all that. I'll cut this in half in case uh, you want half. Okay, I'll leave the half here. All the same stuff that I got on the, that, you know, like I said, that no speaking, casual ASMR video. so many more subscribers but I know why he doesn't have them one part of it's probably because of the language barrier two he doesn't do a lot of the personal attention ear-to-ear -ear stuff and that's cool that's his style um, but he just as a just for the amount of content and, and you know <laughs> that's the funny thing and his video, you know, and the videos aren't pretty. You know, it's not, 
not, I shouldn't say that. I don't mean it like that. But let's be honest. We are Jack. We are, we like shiny, flashy things, you know? You know, uh, we love the, the pretty butterflies. Like the fast, the, I mean, the, all the flashy graphics. You know, that's all that stuff, you know. So, uh, not that you need that stuff, you know, but uh, anyway. So, uh, you know, he deserves, yeah, I just think he deserves so much more. Especially when he, he's a family guy, you know, I, I kind of relate a little bit to that. You know, he's got to. Suicidal thoughts and depression. Well, what should we start with first? Suicidal thoughts and depression. Well, let's start with suicidal thoughts first off. As I've said in the past, if you really are having serious thoughts, please um, call a professional. Call a hotline, okay? Let's so make sure that's understood in case this is right now you are really having them but I want to go on the premise that you know you may have them but they're not that strong well, anyway I don't know when I started having suicidal thoughts but I've had them through my um, through my 30s um, late 20s I don't think as a teen, I mean, even through, um, even through the stuff that I went through as a kid, I don't want to repeat myself, I'm not looking for sympathy, I'm not playing a pity party, but I was picked on, I was, uh, name, called names, you know, and I'm just a typical white kid, <clears throat> and where I grew up, skinny, Bad haircut and I wore glasses, so I was an easy target. Name called, you know, I was in high school. I had someone spit, uh, was it high school? I think it was early high school. It was outside of school, it was somewhere else. I was hanging with our friends and these other 
older kids came and one of them hocked up real nasty uh, loogie, I guess, um, and spit it right. I'll never forget. We were standing right out. Actually, we were standing right outside the elementary school, Catholic school that I went to, and we were just goofing around in the parking lot or whatever. Um, and they are. I think they were on their bikes. I think we had our bikes. Anyway, and he spit right here. I'll never forget. And it smelled. Oh, it was just. It was humiliating. I don't even remember that, who that dude was. I kind of vaguely remember that. I might have known him. He might have gone to public school. I don't know. Anyway. But, uh... You know, but even with... And then, you know, I... I don't want to get into the whole thing. I had my jaw fractured. I don't want to get into a whole... About me. Um, but, uh... Even with all that that I went through... I don't know if I had suicidal thoughts then. But the depression and the sadness that started, uh, I still had some friends. I had one really good friend from 7th grade up all the way through high school, so I think that helped a lot. Um, but even with that, it wasn't like my whole life was just a dark, depressing thing. I still had plenty of happy times, so it was a, it was a mix. You know, it was a lot of times when I would take a, you know, uh, especially in my 20s, I would drop a, a Sudafed um, pill. No, I wouldn't mix it with anything to make it, to make whatever, um, meth, or I know there's some kind of prescription drugs you would buy to mix with whatever, to make a, I wouldn't, I never did that. I would just use the pill because uh, those, uh, Allergy pills or whatever—they would make me real drowsy, and so I would take one like in the afternoon or whatever, and just sleep away all through the night and sleep away—you know, like 10, 12 hours, whatever. But even with those dark times, I still had good good memories, you know. So it was it was up and down. My whole life has been a roller coaster. So the, the depression kind of started in high school, you know. Um, and, uh, and then the suicidal thoughts started in the 20s, late 20s, and just with frustrated with my, with the job, frustrated with knowing that I, I could be creative doing something. Um, I just wasn't happy with my life. say I never did anything heinous so and I say that because I'll be thinking why would I have suicidal thoughts just be you know from happiness 
than the happiness because I didn't have money. I mean, I had, you know, a little bit of financial, some financial pressures. That played a, a little bit of a key. Not, not too bad, though, you know. But it was more just emotional turmoil. And it wasn't like, you know, man, I don't know what to do with myself. You know, I know I can draw and all this, but I'm going to, you know, kill myself. It wasn't that. It wasn't like because I was bored or it was just very, it was just, it started from all the crap that I went through in high school and a lot of anger and that stuff just took forever to get over. Um, and, uh, and, you know, I had to work through it every day, fight through it. Every day was a battle <laughs> with my, in my own mind. And, um, suicidal thoughts, whenever I get stressed, I, you know, fuck it. I should just, I won't just think about it. Just, I, maybe I should just kill myself. What's the point? And I started looking into nihilism and looking into all these other things. And met my wife. And uh, God bless her. She's a saint, really. And we found her. It was we found each other. It was a very diff, uh, very unique situation. How we found each other. Um, uh, uh, we were both looking at the very. It was a short window opportunity. How we met, and then we had a son. I mean, everything just started happening like that, unexpected, and. I don't know if if I never met her and we didn't have her son if I would still be here, you know. It wasn't that bad. I I, I I don't know if I would ever go through with it, but um, I got close. <laughs> um, I, you know, I don't know. I, I don't think I could ever, you know, put a rope around my neck or anything like that. But I did buy a gun once. Um, I was fired from a job. You know, Maybe it was part of my fault. I don't know if they were downsizing to the place I worked with. They went under pretty much. Uh, very, was very, like, it wasn't so much that I really, really wanted to kill myself, but I, I did have those strong feelings, it was also, part of it was like, can I actually do this, and go and buy a gun, part of it was that experience, I went to the gun, I went to the gun shop, the local gun shop, I was talking to the guy, I 
I, I bullshitted and said looking for a gun for protection. Signed whatever you have to sign, you know, to purchase a gun. Didn't buy any bullets. Um, was too nervous to buy bullets, I think. But I vaguely re um, recall that. Came home, put the gun in the closet. I just was like, what am I doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, my wife came home, which was my girlfriend at the time. And I showed her. You know, and she didn't like freak out or anything, but she, she started to know me well enough and my demeanor wasn't that bad. And then at some point I, I joked and said, you know, what am I going to do, beat myself with to death? Because I didn't have any bullets. <laughs> so I brought the gun back like the next day, I think. And, you know, he was like kind of not too shocked, but I was like, yeah, my girlfriend, you know, I told a white lie and I had to sell it back for half the price or something. But, um, but I was a, I'm stubborn. That helps. I don't know if the people that do commit suicide, they aren't stubborn. That there's something that isn't stopping them. And, um, you know, my heart goes out. And I hate to be do this kind of sobering video because I know, I'm sure you and everybody else out there comes here to. some entertainment, so to speak, you know, to get away from all this talk. But I think sometimes we need to have these discussions, you know, because people, people have these thoughts. It doesn't mean they're crazy. Plenty of parents, workers, everyday people, teachers, lawyers, doctors, plenty of people deal with this stuff, but we don't talk about it for various obvious reasons, because some people there's still stigma that you have these kind of things and you're crazy or need meds or whatever. Anyway. Uh, and then, you know, just continue to get a job, continue to try to find myself creatively. It was a lot of frustrating, a lot of uh, frustration, losing my patience. And then, you know, we had our son, and then I learned and realized I gotta get my shit together. Having our son, I, I wasn't a complete mess. I've never needed medical, well, I, uh, maybe I could have, but I was too stubborn. I thought I can manage myself, and I have. There was one time when I went to see a um, psychiatrist, I saw two, actually saw one um, just because I had a lot of anger and a lot of just stuff from you know what I went through in high school and all that still it was like a big earthquake and then there's still some tremors you know and I told this one psychologist like, all this stuff and now she said <clears throat> she said so what do you want me to do for you <laughs> I'm like are you kidding me isn't that your job to tell me, you know? <laughs> so, um, and this laughter is the best medicine. I've 
even before, even when I was a kid, always goofing. I love to joke about the things that no one, that you shouldn't joke about. And I don't mean making fun of, you know, uh, serious things, you know, that some comedians have joked about. There's a line that I won't cross. But I think there's a lot that we can joke about. We shouldn't take ourselves too seriously. A lot of people are too sensitive. Take themselves too seriously. Don't joke around. I love to make fun. That's what we do. It's just, you know, it's harmless. You joke around with your buddies. You joke around with your family, whatever. You make fun of each other. You don't do it all the time. But, you know, that's, that's, that's what you do. And some people are just... But anyway, laughter, that, that's, comedy's huge uh, part of my life, but um, we had our son and I had to get my shit together. Like I said, not because I was like some raving lunatic or anything like that, but still a little turmoil and anxiety. And I just willed myself to, to and constantly aware of myself reflected, uh, very self-aware of everything I did, constantly improving, and I still do that. I still make mistakes. I try not to, but I still do. I do the best that I can do, and, you know, this is what works for me. I can only share you my experiences and to tell you, so you know that you're not alone. You know, I've had suicidal, I've had depression. Maybe, do you need to be clinically, do you need to be diagnosed uh, clinically depressed to, to say you're depressed? I don't think so. You know, um, and all I can tell you is that two things, at least. Number one, they're just suicidal thoughts, it's depression, it's, it's, they're just thoughts, it's just a moment. Now, I'm not going to say I know your situation, I'm not going to sit here and talk, I'm not going to tell someone, a homeless person, or someone with cancer, that uh, fine smile, that well, you know. I'm stumbling here because to a degree they should try to enjoy their life as much as possible despite their situation but at the same time you can't really expect a homeless person or a person with cancer to enjoy life you know so I'm treading very carefully here but I'm gonna like I said I don't know you that well I'm saying the two things, right? Uh, uh, suicidal thoughts are just thoughts. Once you, once you, even if you have to have an internal conversation in your mind and recognize that it's, I'm not, I'm not gonna, no, fuck you, I'm not gonna kill myself, you know? Or, or uh, you know, and if, if you gotta do that, whatever you gotta do, you know, I've, I've done that, you know? I'm not, I'm not gonna kill myself, I'm not gonna let this world win. You know, no. You know, it, and as much as it's, it's, it's tough, uh, to 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 work through that stuff. That's what, you know. That's what I've done. Um, everybody's different. I can only tell you what works 
works for me. And uh, let me get that. Let me switch that up. You want some different tingles? Yeah. About some. About uh, some cardboard. Suicidal thoughts are just thoughts, depression. Like I said, I'm not going to tell a homeless person that it, you know it's going to get better. But if you're not homeless and if you're not living in squalor, like um, not the Philippines, but there is a country where like 80 percent or something—it's a very high number of the people live in poverty. Um, but uh, uh, you know, if you're you have a place to live, and you have food in your cabinets, and your refrigerator, and and all this. And despite you might have some financial problems, but for the most part, you have nothing to complain about. Just you know, just remember that suicidal thoughts are just thoughts. Once you can recognize that, that helps a lot. It's just your fight or flight response. Your body, your brain wants to escape the pressures of, you know, that's that's why a lot of people, that's why there's that dissociation. The human, the brain just can only take, it's very delicate, it can only take so much, and it has a defense mechanism. Um, but, uh, you know, that corn song, a freak on a leash, maybe. You know, sometimes I flirt with suicide, it helps to escape the pain, I forget, I with suicide. Some say that's, I don't know, I forget anyway. Um, but, uh, you know, I flirted with suicide plenty of times. Um, but, uh, uh, um, and the other thing, you know, so it, it's just thoughts, and what was the other thing I wanted to say? Ten minutes ago, there's two things I wanted to say, and I can only remember one of them. Did you want the, uh, other half. Okay. Um, so, like I said, this isn't, uh, you know, I know you didn't come here to hear me talk, and I'm not trying to talk to hear myself talk or one complain about my problems. I'm trying to share with you the personal stuff because I don't really give a fuck anymore. I'm going to die at some point. I'm, you know, in my mid-40s. <laughs> and I'm going to die between now and, what, 55, 60, you know? I've outlived some folks already. Great folks. Kurt Cobain, uh, Bill Hicks. You know, a lot of these folks died young. You know, and here I am. Who am I? You know? But, uh, you know, you get older and you give a fuck less and less. Um... But, uh, uh, what was I saying? So I'm just trying to tell you so that we can relate to each other. So that you know you're not alone. You know? Just Google. I mean, not Google, but go on YouTube and search suicidal thoughts or search something like that. And you'll find other people. I'm not the only one. You'll find plenty of other people, not necessarily in the ASMR community. Um, but you'll find other folks out there vlogging everyday folks that maybe they don't have like a couple subscribers because they're not really running a channel. They're just using YouTube to, as a vehicle to express themselves. Which is all, which is how I started. 
Um, but, uh, what the heck, there's two things I wanted to say that helps. Recognizing the suicidal thoughts are just thoughts and depression is just, you know, get better. It's laughter. Nah, man, I don't think it was laughter. Fuck. <sighs> oh, I can't remember, and it's late. It's like 11 o'clock or 11.30 night, Friday night. <sighs> Listen. something else that maybe it'll jog my memory, you know? Kind of you know how that works. It's weird how the brain works. You're stuck on something. You go do something else and all of a sudden, boom. Why is that? <laughs> you know, just access, the, go down whatever aisle it is, section A to G, whatever shelf, 839.2, like you're in a library, and pull that book out. Why do I have to go down another aisle read something else for my brain to go, you know, oh, that's the, you know what I'm saying? No, you don't know what I'm saying. I, this, my mouth can't keep up with my brain very often. I can't keep up with my brain. I'm not saying I have, like, this amazingly, but my brain is, goes a lot. Which is why I've never had a problem sleeping. Because my brain is so active. By the time 11 o'clock at night rolls around, I'm dead. I'm tired. So, um, I have plenty of videos planned. I have an experimental video, um, which I haven't done in a while, and I love doing those kind of uh, videos. Um, Candyman, uh, uh, the repairman, uh, Professor Clemens. I'm actually going to do a Professor Clemens video before everything started. Kind of wanted, I've been thinking about kind of really do the story aspect of things much better than I have. Um, the peculiar plastic pouch, the peculiar plastic pouch predicament, the curious case of the couch companion. Um, another words video, the Dungeon and Dragons part two with the character creation video. Um, uh, uh, the ASMR lounge where I play the flute and I do some uh, ASMR. Um, uh, Margaret. Um, uh, uh, just, no, another Satan video. Death. Grandpa. I mean, I'm gonna. Just takes, takes time. Um, uh, I go with the flow here. And I still can't remember the second thing. That helps. Oh yeah, time. See, I knew that. See, I knew that was gonna happen. Time. Seriously, time heals all wounds, is what they say. Um, it does, both physically and, both in the physical sense and the mental sense, or non-physical, or whatever you wanna say. Um, I'm in my mid-40s, and I'm not trying to brag, but I don't have suicidal thoughts. I'm in a very, my whole life has been surreal, and I'm not trying to 
be dramatic. I mean, there's a part of me that is a storyteller. I'm not a liar, but a, a storyteller. Um, and I sometimes have a penchant or flair to be dramatic, but I'm not. Um, uh, what was I saying? Uh, they say time. Well, time, you know, you have a wound, you put a band-aid on it, uh, whatever. And time does heal your physical wounds. And it happens to your mental wounds as well, or however you want to say that. Here I am, uh, you know, in my mid-40s, and all that stuff that I really went through seems so distant now. It almost seems like a whole, like, completely, like, it didn't even happen. It's very weird and strange. Not like I'm a different person, or, and I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to, uh, over-dramatize or, or anything like that. I'm telling you, it just seems weird that what I went through in high school is just, you know, it's just how long it's been. And uh, the suicidal thoughts, I don't have those anymore. I've reached a point now where if I do have a, a stress or I can think about losing my job without, you know, if I get fired it's not all, you know what, I kill myself, that, that quick, that little thought, um, I don't have that, it's like, you know, I'll get another job, because you know why, because I've gotten jobs all throughout my life, worst case scenario, I'll figure something out, you know, um, I'm gonna say, and um, it, I, I used to have suicidal thoughts when we uh, early uh, when our son was young because not that I want not wanted to be a father anymore, but I used to have these thoughts where um, uh, I brought a kid into this world, into this fucked up world. <laughs> I used to think about that. Conversation uh, with someone about that recently. You know, this world is pretty messed up, and but there are a lot of good people in the world, and so um, I think one of the things that helped with the suicidal thoughts for me is is having a son. Now being the love that I have, that I would never, ever leave him or do anything making all these weird gestures, I think, um, to, uh, to abandon him. My goal now as a father is to try to stay, avoid death for as long as possible. And I know my death is coming. Whatever my preordained time is, uh, you know, am I going to live till I'm 60, 70, 80? Who knows, right? Things happen. Um, but uh, now my job is, uh, aside from this, being here for you and, and enjoying what I do, this too, this uh, mutual beneficial 
mutually beneficial relationship that you and I have here. You know, this isn't just about me. There's a little bit of enjoyment. Almost every medium is pretty much this ASMR thing is kind of something special here. I don't want to, again, make it out to be this grandiose thing, but something a little different, a little special here. And, you know. But uh, my job now as a father is to try to give that kid a safe and happy home, which he has. He's doing well in school. I hear from other parents. Uh, you know what? This is becoming about me, isn't it? But uh, this is supposed to be related about you and your suicidal thoughts and depression. Um, not so much about me. So why am I talking about me being a father and all that? I guess just because it, it's helped. That's all I'm trying to get at. That's what's helped. So, yeah, how I overcame a lot of suicidal thoughts and depressions, because now I know that I'm not going to abandon him. So all that time, having a son, and, 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 and just fighting through the days, you just get stronger, and eventually you, you know, you just distance yourself from all that. You learn to, you know, some people need medication. Okay, that's fine, you know. I'm stubborn and not, not to need, and I've got reached a point where I'm at, I'm at peace. And it's just weird. <laughs> and I'm not here to brag. Like, hey, look at me, man. I'm not longer depressed. I don't have suicide. That's not... I don't, I don't play those games. I'm just trying to tell you. Um, uh, okay, maybe, you know, depression still rears its ugly head. I lose my patience. But um, when I lose my patience, I don't... You know, of course, I have a son, so... I'm not apt to throw a lamp across the room like I may have done in my 20s. Um, I never punched a hole in the wall, I don't think. But... Um, uh, and... Um, something else I wanted to say, but... So, what I can tell you is, remember, suicidal thoughts are thoughts. And be patient. Time heals all wounds, but be patient with yourself. And um, be, that, that's the two things. Now, the three pieces of advice. I would say, uh, laugh a lot. Laugh at yourself. Laugh at the human race, the things that we do, how silly sometimes they are. And uh, you gotta be able to laugh at yourself. You gotta be able to, that's it. Self, being self-deprecating, you know, it, it, I've already laughed at myself before anybody else can. So, you know, preemptive strike. your life with humor, you know, um, I love comedies, you know, and a lot of comedians, Bill Hicks, Bill Burr, George Carlin, Doug Stanhope, yeah, they're raunchy, but they tell it like it is, that's, that's real, 
That is real. And there are good comedians who are clean, and that's real too. Um, but I, I just like the edgy stuff because that's the stuff we don't hear because we're too, we're still very, as a species, we're still very, um, you know, focused on what not to say. We're, we're control freaks, man. We're, we're crazy. We are. We, the only, we're a bunch of primates and we wear clothes and all these rules. I mean, for, for the first 20 years of your life, if not more, you're constantly told what to do. You know, what to wear, how to act, how not to act, do this, don't do this, turn on red, don't turn on red. Sometimes those signs don't even make sense. Don't turn on red, but there's nobody coming. Or you're at a red light in the middle of the night and there's nobody there. Why can't I, why can't I go through the red light? There's no one around, you know? A lot of these signs should have, like, proceed with caution. You know, the, the red lights at night should go yellow, blink red all the time, or blink yellow, whatever it is, letting you know that proceed with caution. But anyway, you know, we are, uh, we're crazy, man. Anyway, uh, so, you know, be, and I'm sorry, uh, I'm just trying to give you examples of, of things that, uh, that that's worked for me. And if you don't ever get married or, or have someone or, or have kids or anything like that, then you got to be happy with yourself. You can't, I don't, my wife and our son are not here to make me happy. You know, I don't use them. I don't do things, I don't manipulate them to, so that they can make me happy and give me love. I'm already, I have found self-love. Now, I love myself. You know, it sounds weird, but no, I mean, I, I, I am who I am. You know, and you got, if you're going to be happy in life by yourself or with someone, you, you have to be happy with yourself. And then it's going to spread, you know. And if I talk here in extremes or I make a lot of assumptions or it sounds like I have all the answers, this is just how I am, right? This is just my own take. I know I explain myself a lot. I usually don't ever explain myself because I really don't give a shit too much. <laughs> but I know how sometimes I can I can talk like I know everything. And I'm you know, not. Just my own experience works for me. And what I think can help others. But, uh, you know, uh, what I say, yeah, you have to be happy with yourself. You, you got to accept who you are. This is your, this is it. This is your vessel. This is your vehicle. This is your shell. You know, this is uh, what we're stuck with. So, accept it. I have constant tinnitus. There's a constant ringing, like a, that rush. Like a there's, a, there's a high pitch. It's kind of lower than a high pitch, but it's, it's there. I can't, I'm deaf. Uh, well, you know, I'm not sure if you say deaf or I'm just, I have hearing loss. So it's very difficult to hear in noisy environments. 
Um, and I did have some suicidal thoughts when I had, I think, um, I think I did. I just remember uh, having some depressing moments with that. But now I find it funny. Here I am doing all this, you know, uh, these ASMR videos where sound is so important. And I've always loved sound all throughout my life. I just love sound. The, everything. The sound of the wind, the birds, the car on the gravel, the, the horse going down a cobblestone, whatever. You know? Um, but, uh, you know, I had to come to accept it. You know? And I'm probably going to go deaf. Lose both when I get older. I may. You know, if that one's gone now, this one's going to get worse as I get older. Um, so, um, uh, I've just, you know, uh, you know it, it's just, life is just uh, like a puzzle. And you work, you do just constantly, it's like a, constantly learning and trying to put pieces together and it's just on a so I hope that helps a little bit you know try to just oh yeah and, and try to uh, do something constructive keep it busy and don't let yourself dwell on thoughts you know make sure you go out into life Quit your job. Do something drastic like that. As long as you're not going to put your whole family on the street, or you're going to go on the street. But if you can afford to make a drastic change, a city, do it. Because you don't know where you do something. It seems like you put yourself out there into the universe. I'm not trying to get like that new age. I'm not nothing wrong with new age, but I want to. I'm not talking like that. I'm just saying when you put yourself out. Things happen, sometimes bad, but you find yourself in unexpected life-changing events sometimes. Just don't ever stop exploring and don't lose your curiosity and, and your sense of wonder and, and keep that inner child. Let them out and play. Let them play in that sandbox. Let others play in the sandbox with you, you know? You know just don't, don't give up hope. Keep hope. And, and, and just live every day. Live for the moment. Live for now. Live for each moment. You know, right now, you're still, if you've had suicide, here we are. All the moments, however many videos you've watched or however long, you, you know, you've been dealing with these suicidal thoughts, you're still here, right? So, that's more time that's passing when you're distancing yourself. You know, and that's, you just need to keep keep fighting and life is just always going to be up and down it is and we don't know when our time is to come you just gotta be able to accept that and and be able to laugh about it because that's all we can do <laughs> you know here today gone tomorrow what are you gonna do about it but that's another thing you can't worry about what you can't control there's no point worrying about 
You got a place to eat? You got food? Cool. You know? I know life can be more complicated than that when it comes to things like finances, student loans, car payments, bills. Losing a job and you got kids. I mean, I, I know. You know, it's easy for me to stand here with my own personal experience and go on about, you know, how life is okay for me now. I'm not going to say life is good, but I'm at peace. You know, I'm not here. To, to, I'm not here. To, believe me when I say I'm not here to say life is good, man. No. But I know the ending could happen to us, to me, and leave my wife and son, you know, or, or her. For both of us, things happen, man. And um, things happen to people every day, tragedies. And that's why, you know, life is, is short. It really is. As much as it is long, it really is short in the big picture. And so, just, I'm rooting for you, you know. I want you to wake up every day and, and just keep fighting. And I'm not the only one. Other ASMR creators want the same thing for you. Other viewers want the same thing for you. Other people out there in the world. The librarian. The guy working at the gas station. You know, whatever. Plenty of people in different situations care. And want the best for all, all of us. So. Especially for you. Especially for those that struggle. So. I, uh, I hope that helped. Um, and, uh, you know, besides, you don't know what you're going to offer to the world. You might end up being a parent if you're not. Uh, you might end up doing, you know, even the smallest, even just holding up, doing something that, that makes someone smile or letting someone in in your commute. That someone trying to yield into your lane. You know, there's so many little things that we can do. And we'll, you know, we'll always have our human element and we'll always make mistakes and lose patience or whatever. I know I will. I'm not going to speak for you, but I think my whole life has been mistake prone. <laughs> but I do my best. I have the best intentions. But I also have to think about what's healthy for me. You know, it's... <laughs> but, um, so, I hope that has helped. I got a whole mess to clean here. I got, uh, you know, I was down in the basement, uh, you know, just, uh, down the sub basement which uh, maybe uh, you know what if you're here this is going to become a thing now maybe I'll take you down the, the sub basement family doesn't even know about it it's pretty cool down there I think you might like it what do you say maybe next time work.
feel free to hang out here, whatever. That was good seeing you. Thank you for, uh, you know, for stopping by. You know, I hope you're you're doing all right, and uh, I hope things turn around for you sooner than later. some Z's. Um, take care of yourself, okay? And um, you feel free to stop by anytime. And you already know how to get in. So, apparently, I don't have any say in the matter. But uh, let's just try to do this every week. You know, once a month, once every two months or something like that. I have other videos to do, you know, and as much as I love to, you know, have the late night sessions, you know, I still got other folks out there I gotta deliver to, you know, I got folks in the basement, I mean, um, I have folks in the basement, <laughs> I'm just kidding, sub-basement, no, I'm just kidding, there's nobody in the sub-basement. There's not other people that have come in my home like you and end up in my sub-basement. <laughs> no, nothing like that. <laughs> um, so, alright. So, until next time, take care of yourself. And, uh, wish you all my best, alright? Alright. Uh, stay well. Be safe. And, uh, live life to its fullest. Moment to moment. Next time, ding on.